and thank you for joining us for the Primary Focus. I'm Mary Beth Masters, your host. Today our focus is about reaching and teaching all children. We believe all children should have access to the best possible education. Research shows that the key to improving learning is not the class size, classroom resources, or even the design of textbooks. What matters above all is the quality of teaching. I'm excited today to talk to some extraordinary teachers and talk about their programs here at Wise Primary. Welcome Ms. Katie Carson and Ms. Lindsay Collins. Working as a special education teacher takes a lot of patience and dedication. What made you decide to make this your life focus? Um, well, I'm Katie and I actually grew up with my mom as a special ed teacher and it was just, it worked out really well that she retired the year that I graduated with a special ed degree and I've always kind of known I wanted to work with those kids. Um, I'm Lindsay. I'm kind of in the same boat. My mom was a kindergarten teacher for 30 years. Um, started out wanting to be a general ed teacher and then observed in a special ed classroom and changed my mind. You both are extraordinary teachers and I guess having a background in education you know, having mothers that were educators kind of helped lead you in the direction that you are, and you're both very good at what you do. Um, can you tell us about your special ed um, programs? So I have a self-contained special ed classroom at Wise Primary School, and while we work on academics, a lot of our day centers around functional skills and daily living skills. So while we're working towards reading and things, we're also working towards brushing our teeth and washing our hands and toileting and feeding. A lot of those daily routines that we take for granted, some kids still need to learn. Lindsay, could you tell us about your ACES program? ACES stands for the Autism Center for Early Success, and it's mostly a preschool-based program for students with autism that have very specific communication needs and require a more restrictive environment for more intense instruction. Um, typically, my students are ages 3 to sometimes 6 to 7 years old, and we focus mainly on communication, some social skills, and like Katie said, some functional skills as well. I know that you two worked on a very special project this summer. Could you tell us how that came about? Well, a lot of Pinterest was involved, a lot of um, looking for pictures. Lindsay actually found most of the pictures and forwarded them to me so that I could kind of sketch out what our sensory pad was going to look like. We chose between a bug theme and an outer space theme and Miss Mullins, our principal, liked the idea of bugs since it was going to be outside. So we have a large snail with the alphabet and a hopscotch um, flower. We have a ladybug and bees and different things like that. Um, and it's more for our kids that need a little bit of movement and sensory input. You yeah. might can elaborate on that. Um, we saw a lot of the, the indoor sensory pads, um, but there were just um, issues with have, like putting that inside where we clean the floors every every summer. Those would get tore up and then we'd have to do it again. So Ms. Mullins suggested doing one outside, which was a great idea. It's a path where the kids can, you know, jump and spin and follow directions and work on numbers and colors and letters and kind of incorporate getting their sensory input in while we also get to work on some other skills that sometimes our students need a little bit more help on. 
Well, it is beautiful, and I'm so excited to share that on our Family Engagement Facebook page so our parents and families can see it. And we also have a video of one of the children going through the sensory path. Are there any additions that you're wanting to add? Yes, we do want to get like manipulatives for the walls so we can kind of, the path itself is more running and jumping and their legs, but we want to get their hands and arms involved and involve all the senses. Like there may be something that makes music or sound. And I wouldn't mind even like a sun sail or something to kind of cover it up and shade part of it as well. Yeah, it can get a little bit hot, which we know from working on it in the middle of the day. But it would be nice to have a cover or something for the kids to be more comfortable. Um, the times that we that I've taken my kids out there, we've like taken a speaker and played music, and it's going to be a lot of fun once we add the other things to it. So like you said, to get more input than just you know they're jumping, but also all the senses. Well, it's extraordinary and uh, it's beautiful. How many hours did it take you all to design and paint the sensory pad? Well, we did try to avoid the heat. So we came first thing in the morning for about two weeks and would spend two or three hours a day. So a few full days worth. Well, we really appreciate it. And I know that the kids have really enjoyed it and it's such a wonderful asset to our school. We're also joined by Katie Scott. She is our speech therapist and she works very closely with Ms. Carson and Ms. Collins' class. Welcome. Thank you. And what are some special things that you use? I use different types of devices and um, different modes of communication for a lot of my kids. So not only do we have verbal speak, we have cards that we can use as picture exchange. Um, for kids to say what they would like. We can use iPads, we can use computer-based systems. Um, basically, anything from pen to paper to a computer, I can work with to have these kids be able to communicate their wants and needs. What type of technology and strategies do you use for verbal and nonverbal students? So, with my verbal students, if they have difficulty producing a sound, I can always um, use an iPad or something to help them model, or I can model it for them. We have um, technology that kids can use eye gaze with, so their eyes will help um, move to what they're wanting to say and use that way. And then even just simple iPads, like we would play a game on it, they can use to communicate as well. We also have Amber Robinson with us, and she's also one of our special education teachers. Can you tell us what's unique about your classroom? My students are in grades K through four. I have mainly third and fourth graders. And these are students who have some significant challenges that make the general edu education classroom not the best environment for them. It's not their least restrictive educational environment. So they come to my classroom and they receive extra support in their academics and they also receive a functional curriculum. So on Fridays we are cooking and we're practicing our our cutting and knife skills and all those life skills that they need to succeed in the real world and we also practice you know basic reading and writing and the academic skills that they need to succeed as they get older. Are your students mainstreamed into regular classrooms? Yes my students spend part of their day with their general education peers. They all go to um, special classes together, they all go to recess together, they go to lunch with their peers and this has created some pretty unique bonds for my students. And it, it's so nice when parents can come to me and say, oh, um, someone saw my child in the grocery store. They knew their name and they were friends. That's something that a lot of special education students don't get access to in school. And 
I'm really, really proud of all the general education teachers that work with me and my students so that they can have those experiences at Wise Primary School. Have your students been out to the sensory path? They have not yet. I can't wait to go. Well, it sounds like that the community <laughs> that you have built around your classroom is very positive and encouraging, and we're so glad that you're here as part of our program at Wise Primary School. Thank you for joining us today. We've really enjoyed learning more about your programs and having your programs and your students as part of our community here at Wise Primary and part of our family is very unique and we're blessed to have you. Thank you for listening to The Primary Focus. We hope that you will join us next week when our guests will be Karen Mullins and Jason Dean. They will be here talking about the Morning Mile program, our ribbon cutting ceremony for our new track, and our fitness program. We will also have Jen Adams, one of our fourth grade teachers, here to tell us how she incorporates well-being and fitness into her classroom. Thank you for joining us. Talk to you next week.